0: All right, Eric, do you have a lot of research done for tonight's episode?
1: No, Sarah, I don't have a lot of research done for this episode. And you all know I wasn't going to have enough research done for this episode because this topic is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And I have absolutely no idea why we're doing this.
0: Why was it so hard? Wait, why is this
1: ridiculous? It's the, there's it's December. No. There's, it doesn't matter what time of the year it is. There's absolutely no reference to this guy in Africa. Do you understand that? This absolutely guy? no reference at all. As far as I can tell, he's never even looked at a map of Africa, let alone what? been in the wait, country. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Hey, what are you talking about?
0: We're doing Christmas traditions in Africa. Christmas in Africa. Why, why was no, that so difficult? We're doing Christopher
1: Masterson in Africa.
0: Chris Masterson? The guy from Malcolm in the Middle? Yes, the
1: brother from Malcolm in the Middle. Oh, that guy! Why would you... What? That's what you said we were going to do. How, Eric.
2: Life Life is is
1: unfair. Welcome to Nerds on History. I am Eric Brickmont. I'm Sarah Ashley. And I'm Brian Moriarty. And I'm sick. Yes, you are. Gross. Per our holiday tradition here at Neuronomy, I get sick every time we record a holiday episode so that I can bring my mucus to you, our listeners, as a gift. The gift of phlegm.
0: And it's pretty much coated the entire walls of the nerd cave. You sound,
1: I'm sorry.
2: You sound like one of those PBS people. Who... It's because I
1: have, I have uh, a bunch of toilet paper because I ran out of tissue. Stuffed up my left nostril, because I'm suffering from a drippage. Yeah. And this is, of course, good radio that our listeners want to hear. Um, and that's why I sound like I do. And listeners, if you do
2: want to keep hearing this radio, we all you have to do is reach out with us with a pledge. <laughs> <laughs> to keep up the history nerding and keep bringing the gift of Eric's mucus. Yes. yes. To table. Our <clears throat>
0: phone operators are standing by. We have such celebrities as... Chris Masterson, <laughs> John Lovitz,
2: Eric Persullivan. We actually have a whole reunion of <laughs> Malcolm in the Middle. Yes. Brian Cranston wouldn't re- wouldn't return our calls. No, Ooh. he's too big for us now. Yeah. Five Damn years nice. ago, would have totally happened.
0: Yep. Breaking God. bad. <laughs> Damn it.
2: Uh, <clears throat> so how was your Thanksgiving, guys and girl?
0: Over.
1: It's uh, over. Like That's right. You. you don't like Thanksgiving all that much. I had a lovely Thanksgivings. Uh, it, it was Baby's first Thanksgiving, and she was sick, who got me sick. But she had a lovely time uh, being a little turkey and a little piggy and eating up all the food and playing with her little cousin, which she enjoyed quite a bit. And uh, we, had a, we had a nice time. We got Super Smash Bros. for the Wii U. So it was pretty much me and the big girls uh, sitting on the couch playing a lot of Wii U as well, which was a lot of fun.
2: And you got schooled in Smash Brothers. By your daughters. Yeah,
1: it's always a proud moment in every nerd father's life when their, when their child beats them at a video game. That's awesome. Yeah, I liked it. It was a lot of, a lot of fun. Every time Sophia won, because Lucy would always win. She's like really good at video games, so she would win most of the time. And then when Sophia would win, she would put down the controller, get up, scream to the world that she actually won a me- round, and then go around to the entire house and tell everybody in the house that she had won, and then come back and keep playing.
2: Yeah, that's definitely a little uh sibling syndrome for sure huzzah (laughs) absolutely we had a smaller gathering this year at our house normally we have like 20 people over at our house but this year we only had like nine and it was really really nice it was less squabbling it was uh it was awesome actually well that's good yeah
1: yeah usually have the whole mortensen crew there in full force Uh, it's mortensen but uh, that's what I said. It's uh-huh. the cold. It's it affects the way you, that you hear me, Brian. Yes, it's it okay. affects him. The people of him... Denmark will forgive you for, <laughs> for your mispronouncing of that no, last they've, name. They've, they've they've never
2: forgiven. Didn't you
0: me. know that when Eric is sick, he drops syllables?
2: Yes, because I don't ever do that when I'm healthy. Just like he dropped the ball with with researching this podcast episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Speaking of this episode, what is the topic?
2: Well,
1: guys, we do know that it is the holiday season. It is, it's is, in fact December, a time of a particular holiday that we're all very familiar with.
0: Which means the insistence that we do holiday-themed episodes. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, <clears throat> we, weren't really, we weren't really gonna do two this month, but it turns out we, that we ended up coming up with an idea that could expand into two episodes. This is a two-parter.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: we've talked a lot about the past couple years, all the normal holiday traditions, things that we normally associate with Christmas, Oddball things. If you guys remember the Christmas cactus, that was those
0: of us in the West that you know we consider normal traditions.
2: Correct. So we thought, why don't we do something different this time and look at how Christmas is celebrated in other countries, countries that you would not normally think about. Oh, how do they celebrate Christmas there? So we're going. We're going Africa. This time.
0: Yes, we're going to explore the continent of Africa for this episode and uh, the variety of countries there because Africa has a very rich culture amongst all of its countries um, and uh, many varieties of religion happening there, predominantly Islam, um, but also they do have a pretty significant Christian population and therefore um, Christmas is celebrated.
1: Yeah, there are over 350 million Christians living throughout Africa. Now, obviously, we're talking about an entire continent here. So, yes. compared to the the percentage-wise, right, it's it's relatively low. But uh, we're still dealing with a lot of people around a lot of different countries, all with their unique take and spin on this very familiar holiday. Mm-hmm.
0: And you have to understand that um, even though Christianity well, it was in Egypt around the first century... Um, Christianity did kind of peter off for a while, but then came back with um, colonialism. And so you'll kind of see that some of the traditions are actually fairly familiar, especially in South Africa.
2: Uh, It's also worth noting that one of the largest churches in the world uh, is present in Africa. For the longest time, it was St. Peter's Basilica was the largest uh, service area of any of the churches in the world, regardless of denomination, but now Africa has taken that cake and it's because it's it's growing fast in that part of the world as well. So we can't talk about the Christmas traditions starting in Africa without talking about, well, where did it, that – how did it get into Africa in the first place? Like you said, it was there in the early parts of the first millennia. Uh, St. Augustine, one of the most pronounced early founders early fathers of Christianity, was Algerian. Mm-hmm. Most people don't know that.
1: Yeah. Um, huge thing to know. Cyril was
0: from Africa. Didymus the Blind was from Africa some actually pretty major Christian figures. And exactly.
1: Christianity found its its safe haven in Egypt. You know, It was a place where... Christ
2: found his safe haven in Egypt, if you yeah. believe the, the legend. Yeah. Exactly.
1: So so there's, there's a deep tie and connection, uh, so it's no big surprise that it would spread around. Sure. And I do want to highlight that there's 1.1 billion people living in Africa. There's 350 million Christians. That is actually about, what, 30% or so of, mm-hmm. of Africans are Christians. Yeah. That and is it's actually also, a pretty sizable number.
2: It's the entire population of the United States. Yes. Yeah, exactly. In numbers. So yeah, it's it's a huge number.
1: And, and speaking <clears> of <throat> Egypt, I mean, we might as well just go ahead and start there then. Because the Coptic Church was one of the first organized Christian churches in the world. And you know it's still very prominent in Egypt today. There's 15% of the population are, are Christians. Uh, and while they're definitely the minority compared to Muslims in the country, they have a very long uh, tradition that goes back predating even the, the rise of islam in, in that part of the world and the the coptic church uh has some of the um i think one of the most beautiful and most ornate uh ways of of showing off their um their priesthood uh you know they they have some really beautiful uh you know you guys are gonna have to help me i'm i'm, I'm the resident agnostic in the room but the uh vestments yeah thank you very much yes uh, and it almost kind of heralds back to an earlier period, right, to an ancient time when that was very common among Egypt's priesthood in, you know, a time before Christianity. Yeah, in the Orthodox
2: it's tradition, it's not uncommon for uh, priests to wear big hats. <laughs> well, actually, it's kind of funny, like, the larger
1: your hat gets, the the higher your rank is almost. Mm-hmm.
0: The closer you are to God, quite um, literally.
1: <laughs> and no big surprise, then, that we're looking at, you know, one of the first organized Christian churches in the world. But... You know also having a lot of holdover and takeover from its ancient counterpart, a lot of those Christian churches uh, that are still in use today are converted from ancient Egyptian temples and uh, have been around and have some sort of worship in them for thousands upon thousands of years. And I think that's kind of neat.
2: sure. And as you're talking about northern Africa, that makes complete um, sense and also makes sense to why Egypt's neighboring com- uh, country Ethiopia, uh, also has a very strong uh, Orthodox influence in it as well amongst its Christian population. As you get in the southern parts of Africa, you, it's a very different tale about how Christianity gets there. But we'll get to that in a second. So
1: Yeah, uh, you know, it's important to remember that in in Egypt, Christmas Day is only the the, you know, midpoint of the actual holiday that there's a whole month leading up to that. And that is, of course, the the very famous Advent, right? So we've talked about Advent before, but 43 days before Christmas is when all this starts on November 25th and then ends on January 6th. Uh, And it's a huge thing in, in, for Coptic Christians, you know, it's, it's a big thing that goes on for a long time. And they, they also perform a ritual fast and they essentially become temporary vegans. So they become hipsters for the period of advent. Uh, And they will only, um, they'll they'll exclude anything uh, involving chicken, beef, milk, or eggs, so anything that was produced uh, by an an animal or obviously any animal meats. Um, And they won't eat anything uh, until midnight. So they fast for an extremely long period of time. Uh, So it's a real, um, it's a real symbol of the nativity of the holy, holy uh, Nativity feast is what it's referred to as, and it is meant to to show their respect, obviously to you know the the animals and everyone who was involved in the nativity scene beyond just the the big figures. So I think that's kind of neat, it's kind of an interesting little bit, bit of a take on it. and. Fasting is also extremely common in Islam, and so it's kind of an interesting mm-hmm. uh, parallel between yeah. those two
2: cultures. Yeah. Well, fasting is is common in Christianity too, particularly it's meant more for like meditative purposes. To
0: and it's I mean definitely it's...
1: not in America
2: though. No no no, 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 no,
0: definitely not. And it's also fair to remember that when you're looking at the at Christianity, Islam, and Judaism, they all originated from the same thing. They're
1: all abrahamic religions yes
0: exactly um but it's interesting that you know you talk about the fasting That's the same thing that they do in ethiopia um except they're they're specifically celebrating christmas on january 7th based on the julian calendar right and they spend their time doing a fast in the beginning of the day followed by church services and then they have a feast that includes stew and vegetables and bread And they don't really exchange gifts, but they do like gather communities together and they play games and sports and um, kind of...
1: They play hockey. They play field hockey in Ethiopia on Christmas. That I did not know. They do. They don't have any ponds, which is why they play on the field hockey. Obviously, it's not frozen. But interesting parallel between our Canadian brothers to the north and (laughs) our friends in Africa as well.
0: There we go. They play hockey. And
1: you know, I'm so happy about that because for some reason
2: in this country, field hockey is a girls' sport and it is but yet lacrosse is totally a boys sport but yet you could totally have it the other way around and it's fine. I just appreciate that mm-hmm. in this part of the world there is not that gender bias.
0: All all sports should just be gender neutral. But anyway, um I believe it's also,
1: it goes by a couple different names as well, but uh, Mm -hmm. Ghana, I think, is what they refer to it as. in the the, And that's
0: G-A-N-N-A, not to be confused with the country of Ghana. Which we'll talk
2: about in a second. Yes,
0: which is (laughs) G-H-A-N-A. Yes. Do we want to talk about what goes down in Ghana?
2: Well, so as we're getting more towards Central Africa, we're also seeing that, you know, for a millennia, yes, you do have some Christian influence in the northern part, but... The southern parts of Africa and the central parts of Africa for centuries had their own tribal traditions, Mm -hmm. right? It wasn't really until the European exploration of, or sorry, the European colonization of Africa toward the 16th, 17th plus centuries that you see Christianity working its way into that part of the world.
0: Well, and it's it's very interesting because we did, yes, there was a lot of um, colonial influence at that time, but don't think that that's still an influence now. Um, It's actually now. Um, African evangelicalism—that's that's that's basically going around where people are actually spreading it amongst themselves, even though there are still Christian missionaries coming from Europe and the Americas.
2: There's still a strong sense of Catholicism is growing in that part of Africa Mm -hmm. as well on its own. Uh, Anglicanism is also running strong in uh, like parts of South Africa, Mm -hmm. Uh, and yes, there is, like you said, just a, a new branch of evangelicalism yeah. that's and, forming on its own. And
0: actually, you're finding more and more that there's um, denominations in Africa that do not exist in the States. Um, there are a significant amount of um, Pentecostals and the more kind of uh, louder versions of Christianity that are spreading much more throughout Africa, even more so, which is pretty, it's pretty interesting just to kind of see it's a, it's a whole other movement that's developing all on its own over there Right.
1: well you know africa has always kind of done things on its own and it's got a lot of influences have come from a lot of places mm-hmm. but it kind of takes it and runs with it yeah uh and there's so much of a desire and need to also assimilate within your old local traditions and what have you and that's what makes religion so unique around the world Because everyone just absorbs them in different ways. And, and, you know, whatever religion you're dealing with, whatever country you're in, there's always a different spin or a different take. And in Africa, it's even more prominent just because there's so many isolated areas and so many unique places that don't get a lot of continuous outside influence. It's kind of cool to see how everything develops. For sure. And the
2: one thing you do notice is much more consistent. There are trends you notice about the African celebrations of Christmas. One... First of all, across almost all these different countries we've talked about, a lot more focus on the religious meaning of yes. Christmas, Wait not the
0: commercial.
1: Gift oh, giving yeah. is, is almost rare in a lot of these ceremonies that are, right. that are
0: around. Or, I mean, there's there are certain areas that gift giving only comes from the people who have been successful that year, and they're giving back to their communities. Right. But anyway, so let's let's not jump too far Let's ahead move of to
2: Let's move from Ghana to Ghana. Yeah. Um, and so Ghana... Actually, starts there's Christmas celebration on the twentieth of December, and it goes all the way through to the first week of January.
0: I have it as starting on the, on December first, actually, at the end of the cocoa harvest.
2: Well, let's talk about that too. Ghana is actually the second um, largest producer of cocoa in the world. It
0: is so Christmas time is seen as a break from work. <laughs> yes, and because it's in
2: the southern hemisphere, it takes this is technically summertime that we're dealing with. So the cocoa harvest is going on at that time period because of that. Mm-hmm. Lots and lots of chocolate folks. That's um, the way
1: Christmas should be celebrated is in the summer with lots of chocolate and as a result outdoor parties and fireworks. Yeah. That is the way Christmas but
0: should be That does sound celebrated. pretty rad. It does
2: sound pretty cool. The one thing that I noticed is really, really big that they like to talk about is the uh, is Christmas Eve night. They have a, a very long church service that starts that is centered around a nativity play.
1: Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Right.
2: And
1: this isn't this is paralleled in a lot of other uh, Christmas traditions in Africa.
2: Yeah, yeah, the
0: Democratic Republic of Congo does the same thing. Exactly.
2: Yeah, and that one's like the one that goes from like Adam and Eve all the way up until yes. oh then the flight toward Egypt it's as like, King Herod is slaughtering. They're the fir- like, let's first four just sons.
0: completely tell the story of the whole Bible. Strap in, it's gonna be a long Christmas.
1: <laughs> there you go. Oh, I think fasted. we found our um, episode title, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> strap strap in. in, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, a, be long a long Christmas.
1: Christmas. <laughs> there you go. I, like you go.
2: I love that. Um, and it's also true of, uh, actually, all the early Christian traditions, too, because we've talked about this before, but it just bears repeating. In early Christianity, how do you preach to the masses who are largely illiterate, right? You preach through reenactment, through theater, yeah. through drama.
1: And that's a tool that has been used by pretty much every ancient religion since the beginning of time.
2: Right. And this is a way that you, that kind of pro, um, propagates that ritual, right, is by by en- enacting the story that we're all following. So um, pretty big deal there, and also I love the fact that they celebrate with fireworks. Can we talk about that for yeah. a second? Yeah. Fireworks on Christmas.
0: I mean, why not?
2: Kind of. This is kind of like I feel like this is be what Texas would want to do if they had control of Christmas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, honestly, I Americans love fireworks. Let's just flat out say it, okay? Any excuse we can have fireworks, we will do it. So, Christmas
2: fireworks, Year- Tax Day fireworks,
0: New Year's fireworks, Fourth of July fireworks, Arbor Day arbor day burn down a few trees in the process (laughs) there you go oh my gosh and you know just just wait till we actually you know do full-blown celebrations for like women's history month fireworks and and be awesome black friday fireworks right
1: some of the traditional foods also include uh stews or okra soups Mm -hmm. porridge Meats, rice, and a yam paste called fufu.
0: Fufu, yes. Oh, and goat. This is huge. Oh, There's yes. and where a lot of places do the traditional Christmas goose or something like that. Christmas goat. And lot. and okay. a good chunk of Africa, it's Christmas goat and there will be like floods to the marketplace right before Christmas where everybody's buying goats. <laughs> Well, goats
1: in Africa, particularly in northern Africa, and a lot of Muslim countries have a lot of uh, very important significance. Yeah. A lot of Muslim festivals also include the dispatching of these goats in a ritual <laughs> form and then the eating of them, and it's also true of the Christian traditions as well.
0: One thing that's also really cool is on top of doing the, you know, theatrical plays, they also have parades, and it's really colorful, and there's full-blown decorations of candles and ornaments and lights, very similar to what we have in the U.S.
2: And New Year's Eve is a big deal there, too, because uh, instead of them, I mean, yes, it ties into their New Year's tradition, but they also, because it's post-Christmas at that point, they pray and thank God for sending Jesus, and they pray for a healthy and safe New Year as well. And that kind of, kind of... Trails off their Christmas mm-hmm. tradition. Sounds fun. Yep, you should yep. do that
1: for
0: Christmas. I'd
2: love to do a month of Christmas celebrating. That'd be awesome.
0: Well, we kind of already do. It's just called the shopping season.
2: Yeah, that's the thing. Is I'll go into my tirade about that okay. later. <laughs> okay. Maybe next episode.
0: Next episode. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to Liberia. Oh, Liberia
1: Liberia's fun. <laughs> this is fun. It's
0: fun because. Yes. And there, it's not even. It's not. You don't have a Santa Claus. You have a homeless person. Well, he's he's considered the devil, like a county devil, not like the devil. Not. He's like Satan's bug, cousin. <laughs>
2: he's, so he's like Joe he,
0: well A little he, bit. His name is Old Man. I'm probably gonna butcher this. Old Man Bica. Or Baka, it's B A Y K A. I'd say um, probably Baka. Okay, um, who instead of giving presents, he walks up and down the street begging from you, and uh, instead of hearing "Merry Christmas" in Liberia, you're more you're going to hear a translation of "My Christmas on You," um, which is kind of like saying, "Please give me something nice for Christmas." It's more about it's more about begging and asking instead of the giving of gifts and
1: it's pretty much the one African country that I found that has that same yes has that same almost American like ideal Uh, (laughs) give me something I want something something out of all of this Uh, whereas everything else is so focused on the religious tradition that it that message just simply gets lost Uh, in Liberia it's very very different uh, I think the, the whole street costume is really interesting, uh, the, the way the guy looks. he's uh, He almost looks like he's walking r- and riding on stilts, and he's kind of got this scary-looking helmet on uh, with this white, puffy, almost like pirate-like shirt, if you will.
0: It, it almost kind of looks like a street jacket where the arms don't wrap around, actually. Yeah. Oh, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that. Kind of covered in shells. He's got a grass skirt on. It's, um, it's really kind of elaborate, and, you know, it looks... It looks kind of like just a fun little gag almost going on there. I don't know. It's pretty cool.
2: Doubling back to the Congo for a second, there's a couple of things we didn't talk about. First of all, the Christmas play that you're talking about, the one that probably takes about five hours long. <laughs> uh, no joke. A couple of f- cool things to do. First of all, um, in some countries, and I believe they do this here too, they try to rehearse it so that around midnight, around the actual turn to Christmas Day is when the birth of Jesus happens in the play. Kind of cool. I like that synchronicity with it. Uh, The other thing they do is when they spend... Because they've been up late... At church for several hours, they spend most of Christmas Day resting yeah. because they're exhausted. Well, they were
0: up till 4 a.m. is usually when yeah. all those things will stop happening. And, I mean, it's not just huge plays. There's usually five or six choirs at these churches singing. Like, it's huge. Singing. It's a just, big production. It's a giant production.
2: And a lot of people from the community take part in the production as well. Yeah. It's not just like a small number of actors.
1: I want to know how many women in the community try to get pregnant in March so that they'll get picked for the role of, of Mary Come December. And I want to know if anyone has ever actually given birth during one of these. Because, come on. I mean, yes, you can throw a pillow underneath somebody's shirt, right? And say they're pregnant. But to actually have a real pregnant woman on stage, that's got to take the cake. I'm pretty so if sure. So you can you're give birth
2: mis- okay.
0: on that day. That's an awfully private moment to happen on stage. I don't know about and that. And I'm
2: pretty sure you're trying to rehash an old episode of The Vicar of Dibley. Yes!
1: At least you caught it, though. Yes, I caught it.
0: Yeah. Oh, If I, I, if I had watched that show, maybe I would have caught it. I haven't
2: watched it, but Eric talks about it incessantly, so that's how it's I knew about show, it. It's a good show, and that okay. was a great episode. Um, what I will say, too, is when they do awaken from their their recovery nap <laughs> of them trying to work worry about, you know, or having been at church the night before... Um, they do try to have a meal that's better than they normally have. Um, we have to remember this is a part of world where meat is not incorporated into, into the diet at all times, right? It's maybe if we're lucky once a week, maybe
0: well, more between it's, that. It's just they don't have as much money. As exactly. They a well, it's a horribly
1: war-torn country and everything that's happened in right. the Western Congo has been uh, pretty traumatizing to that country over these past 20 years.
2: Right. So they try to have uh, a meal that is either uh, chicken or pork. Um, and they go back to work on the 26th on, on, so they don't really have, um, some countries celebrate Boxing Day, some don't. We'll talk about Boxing Day in a second. Um, but the greeting for Merry Christmas in the Democratic Republic is from the Lingala language. It's, um, Mbotama Malamu. Hmm. So. And to to you, my friend. And to you
1: (laughs) as well.
0: Um, and then in Nigeria, they actually do have a, a Santa Claus. They call him Father Christmas. Um, although he looks just the same.
1: Yeah, oh, so they do in England as well. Is yeah.
2: Clearly so, yeah. the British influence, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, and uh, this is a big area for the firecrackers, absolutely. They call them knockouts or bonga. Um, bonga. I yes. like that. And they basically said that <laughs> they spend all the money that they have or that they can get their hands on, and it's all about cooking and sharing food with the neighborhood. Um, a lot of areas of Africa will eat their Christmas feasts outside, um, and invite people, intimate friends, neighbors, etc., to to kind of join in the, the outdoor feast celebration as opposed to, you know, in other parts of the world where it's really cold and you don't really want to invite everybody If you in. got
1: the weather for a block party,
0: you might have as well a block use party. It. You're exactly. all going to end up
1: getting up and going to church together yeah. anyway, yeah. so why not? Very true,
2: and actually that sounds fairly reminiscent to what you have going on in South Africa as well. Mm-hmm. Another uh, mixed colony, it was... Dutch and British, uh, depending on what point in history. Depending on when they were ruling it, yeah. Right, but a lot of the Christmas traditions are carryovers from English uh, influence, except for, of course, Sinterklaas. Uh, Sinterklaas, of course, is the Dutch version of Santa Claus, or as they call him in South Africa, Curse Vader.
1: Curse Vader. That's a great name. And it's so appropriate because the Star Wars trailer just came out of that long
2: ago yes it is in
0: because it is a direct reference to absolutely to Star Wars yeah. no, no it's not we we're totally <laughs>
2: kidding
1: wait it's not no no it is not oh my god
2: yes Curse Vader Curse Vader I thought
1: that's I thought that's what it was I thought they, they coined it in 1977 you know shortly after the film came it out it might also be pronounced Curse Vader Oh, well, that makes sense. So
0: That probably makes more sense, Yeah, pers- Yeah,
2: because Vater is the Germanic way of saying father, so it's probably,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah. Um,
0: oh, real quick. I, sorry. I did want to mention this about um, Nigeria. Oh, yes. Um, because Nigeria is actually pretty equally split between Christian and Muslim, um, there actually are occasionally outbreaks of religious conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't know if you guys remember back in 2011 um, when uh, a bunch of uh, Christian churches were bombed during that time um, by um, Muslim activist groups. So, yeah. So um, Christmas can sometimes be a little dangerous in certain parts of the world.
2: Yeah, it can. It certainly can be.
1: Well, as can Ramadan in other parts of the world as well?
0: Yeah. Um,
2: One of the things I was going to talk about is that um, if you look at the traditions between... uh, British Christmas and South African Christmas, they just keep going. Other than Chris Votter or, you know, Santa Claus or whatever you want to call him. Um, the, the Christmas meal is either turkey or duck or roast beef. They have mince pies. They have a South African dessert called Malva pudding, which looks a lot like sticky toffee pudding if you look at the two comparisons. Mm-hmm. They look almost exactly the same. Yeah. So very, very... Clear the British influence from there.
0: And they do the same thing with the, the Christmas crackers where you pop them open, you get a toy and a hat. And those them. are fun. Sure. Yeah. We did those one day <clears throat> just for fun.
2: Right. And this is one, it, because it's a British colony also, or former British colony, uh, also celebrates Boxing Day. Boxing Day is definitely something we haven't yet talked about. It's December 26th. It's, I think, aptly named for cleaning up after all of the boxes you've opened the day before for your gifts. It's is
1: really that just, what they call it? Is I think that's that why they
2: thought? call it Boxing Day. Oh. Yeah, and it's—I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, please, by all means—but that's where I remember
1: hearing that it came from. I thought just people got out in the streets and beat the crap beating, out of beating each, each other. other up.
0: Yeah, <laughs> really? Because I, I, I thought it was where people just played in boxes the whole day. Oh. because that's what I. Well, do. that's quite
2: literal. Um, that's a quite literal <laughs> that's interpretation of it. No, but Boxing that's Day. What I do? Literally, Boxing Day is just a day to chill out. It's just hey, we've. We've done the Christmas thing. Let's just kind of relax yeah. and enjoy ourselves. Mm-hmm. So kind of cool.
0: Well, actually, uh, um, I know in Canada, Boxing Day is a really big shopping day.
1: Yeah, like it is in the United States. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um,
1: but it's more on a, on a more of a uh, bigger level, though. It's more like, yeah, like Black it's, Friday. It's more
0: like Black Friday. <laughs> they have like some wicked sales and stuff like that going on on right? Boxing Day. And
2: the people who didn't get what they wanted are going back to do exchanges and what have you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, in uh, Senegal, this is pretty interesting because that's actually um, a predominantly Muslim country, but, but how they've kind of viewed the whole being secular thing, um, they consider it a more secular celebration, but they kind of, like, just use it as an excuse to celebrate all holidays and um, will actually, you can buy, like, a fake plastic tree and an inflatable Santa and all that other stuff. So they do kind of have, like some of the more some of the less christian aspects of christmas some of the more
2: secular stuff well yeah. let's not forget that the christmas tree is actually a christian symbol too it is it? yeah but yeah understood yes yeah. yeah it has become more secularized but it's meant to symbolize the everlasting life of christ um it was val- it was from germanic origin mm-hmm. um is even validated in lutheran traditions of christmas Also practiced in South Africa as well, by the way, just fir trees are are seen there as well. So yeah, this is not uncommon. It's also not a bad thing if you're in a predominant Muslim country because Jesus was a prophet, is a prophet in Islam. So acknowledging his birth is not necessarily a bad thing either.
0: Yeah, it's basically just kind of, uh, they're basically just taking advantage of everybody can just celebrate their own holidays and it's no big deal. Right. So um, what makes that so interesting is that in Senegal, kind of everybody's allowed to Practice whatever religion celebrate their holidays even though it's a predominantly Muslim country and right. they can do so without threat is kind of the more important um, aspect of that that people will actually you know sellers Muslim sellers will sell yeah, Christmas things stronger
2: sense of religious freedom yeah yes
0: cool and in Sierra Leone and uh, Gambia um, a lot of places will celebrate with like kind of like masquerade parties and, and big festivals like that um which is kind of rad. I don't know. I like the idea of a Christmas masquerade. Yeah, it is kind of cool, and it's kind of it's kind of a social event as much as as it is a, a religious event. Um, it, it's kind of again that whole thing where uh, friends and family and neighborhoods all gather together in order to participate. Um, it's not about just celebrating with your family or anything like that, but it's a whole community wide celebration. Well,
2: why don't we talk a little bit about <clears throat> Madagascar since we've covered all different parts of Africa. Mm-hmm. Madagascar is that island off the east coast of Africa.
1: And of course, it is largely centered around the, the decorating of the lemur. Uh, <laughs> the Christmas which is lemur. The Christmas lemur, yeah. which is suspended from the ceiling. Oh, for God's sake. And then rakes. Christmas orbs are placed upon that.
0: Yes, almost. and then they right. like to sing.
1: I like to move yeah. it, move it. <laughs> I like to move it, move it. That's not true. None of that is true.
2: However, what I will say is <laughs> this is a country that is fixated on cold. Mm. Because that country is very, very hot, with not a whole lot of mountainous area. In fact, I don't think there's any mountainous area on it. Doesn't get any snow, but yet they love to decorate with the holly, robins, and snow decorations that you would normally associate with Western Christmas.
0: So there's
1: snowmen, but they don't last very long. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> yes.
0: Or are they just like fake snowmen?
1: They're uh, slushmen more than no, slushmen, right? more than likely. Oh, yeah. I knew
0: a slushman once.
1: <laughs> Patrick uh, Slushman. Went to high school with him. Oh, God. Yeah.
2: It's interesting, because um, the, so the Malagasy language of Madagascar has some, like, the word that you use for Merry Christmas is not too far uh, removed from it. It's Miriari um, Christmassy, and then to say a Happy New Year, it's Sambatra si Tauna vavautonga lafatra ha'ano.
1: Yeah, that's not far removed from New Year at all.
0: Nope, not at all. (laughs) Yeah, well, the Merry Christmas part is fairly English-like.
2: Yeah, the rest of the part, yeah. forget what I just said about that. But anyway, (laughs) um, they do exchange only small gifts in Madagascar. So, again, gift-giving not too prominent as compared to the Western countries. Um, And Santa Claus is called uh, the Dabe Noeli.
1: Hmm. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, so... So Noel, exactly Christmas, yeah. And with most of these, because there's a more of a devotion to the religious aspect of it, they go to church on Christmas Eve, um, and not in like Congo, it's a mass that starts at five p.m. and goes all the way to midnight. No, yeah, long, long service.
1: Now, I'm I'm partial to the Zimbabwean approach to Christmas, which is everyone goes out, gets their biggest stereo systems that they can afford. Puts them in their front yard and blares not just Christmas music, but any kind of pop music or anything that's just popular in Africa at that time all day long. I think that's awesome.
0: That is pretty awesome. That's what you
1: do in Zimbabwe. You'll rock out. You have these huge block parties with tons of music, and your speakers are all out in the front yard and you're just blaring music as loud as possible. Huh.
0: That's
1: My father insane. would kill himself. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that sounds like a blast.
1: I, I, I would be down for it. I think that's just the way. And there's a lot of parties, there's a lot of music, there's a lot of festivities. Uh, there is a big focus on gift giving for children, not so much for adults, but a lot for kids. And again, everyone meeting up at church afterwards is kind of, you know, standard. But um, the party never doesn't really seem to stop. People just kind of come in and out of it and go to church and keep the party going all day long. So that's, I, I don't know, it's kind of neat. They also have a little bit more of a commercialized aspect to it as well. So Santa and Reindeer and more traditional kind of Western ideas of, of, of Christmas are there and to the point where, you know, for some of the big stores, some of the big locations like shopping mall locations, Santa sometimes arrives on a fire truck, in you know, like a fire right. engine. And we've already established,
2: yeah. too, that, that's very interesting because we've established a couple of years ago that reindeer is clearly from the Swedish derivatives of Santa Claus, right? Or we talked even about Thor. <laughs> uh, or is it Thor? No, sorry, Odin. With the riding across the horse, it's just interesting that what chooses to stick.
1: Yeah, you know. But I think it's just it's just a, a, a smattering of different Christmas imagery, right? So Santa, sure. Christmas trees, you know, things like that.
2: Well, since we're in Africa, let's let's actually let's move up north and slightly to the east,
1: because eventually we're going to end up there, right? We're 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 going to talk about uh, Christmas in Asia uh, in our next episode. But so let's double back let's to let's Asia Minor it. for yeah. a second. Let's branch it together.
2: Yeah. Or, in other words, the Middle East, because what we haven't talked about, and probably the most importantly, how is Christmas celebrated in the Holy
1: Land? Something tells me Brian is going to be the one to tell us this.
0: How did you know? I don't know. It's just an inkling. Maybe it's because he did the segue into it?
2: I I, I thought I had a good poker face the entire time, personally.
0: (laughs) I'm calling you out, Brian.
2: (laughs) My p p p poker
0: face. Oh, no. No, 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 no. 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 Not
2: while I'm sick. (laughs) not lady gaga none not right now I'm trying uh, to feel better
1: brian
0: no no stop that stop that
2: no no, no singing <laughs> uh, <laughs> so christmas in the holy land is very interesting because you've got two more than two but you have essentially christianity from two separate traditions that are coexisting in that part of the world you have the catholic tradition and then you have the Eastern Rite traditions, and I say that because it's not fair to say Orthodox, because you also have Armenian Christianity,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, Coptic Christianity, things that are that they themselves don't directly associate with the Orthodox Church. So I don't think it's fair to say that they are Orthodox churches. Yet they come from that Eastern ritual. Mm-hmm. So um, you've got two Christmas Eves that are celebrated. You have December twenty fourth, and you have December or sorry, January fifth or January sixth. In um, those two parts of the world. So you do see a lot of the same Western traditions from the more Protestant uh, influence. You have Christmas caroling going on, you have uh, Christmas morning children opening their presents, um, uh, after breakfast, going to church, and then visiting friends to wish them Merry Christmas. Uh, What I find very interesting that you don't see much in the States is that uh, for the Catholic practicing of it, priests uh, would come and bless water in each family's house, and then also they would offer them, the family, to take a sip of the holy water. Hmm. Yeah. Very unusual. We don't really, hmm. we kind of tend to not drink holy water in the western parts of the we, world. We flick it around
1: well, a lot. Well,
0: yeah. uh, that's interesting because, um, I mean, I've, I've gone to um, an event actually where the Dalai Lama himself spoke. And uh, he had blessed a bunch of, like, mini water bottles and everybody got one. And so, like, that's actually, um, and that's a in a Buddhist tradition. So I wonder if that's just something that, I mean, we don't do that in America, because when I think of holy water, I think of the place where everybody sticks their hands. So. Right. <laughs> right.
2: But the reality is, and the Catholic Church does not shun people from drinking holy water. It's, mm-hmm. you know, it's a purifying
1: uh, tool, right? I so. have a bottle of holy water every morning. It's very good for the
0: digestion. That's so not even true. <laughs>
1: Yes,
2: Eric, the celebrated agnostic, drinks holy water every single day. Well,
0: what? it's just—it's a it's, water bottle
1: I poke holes in I and mean, drink out of.
0: He's oh,
1: a, he went pun a, with it. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did.
0: Let's be fair—you are an agnostic, right? So yeah. it could work. It totally could. <laughs> Who am I to say that <laughs> it numbers. will or
1: will not?
0: Right, exactly. I'm right there with you, bud.
2: Right. Uh, I will say though that in in that part of the world, there's a lot more emphasis on the epiphany. Than there is on the uh, the beginning of Christmas. So the mm-hmm. the of course the feast of when the three magi, the three wise men, actually reach the the birthplace of Jesus. Uh, and and there in the Eastern Orthodox tradition, it's not uncommon to have a ceremony where you dip a cross in water to bless it, basically hmm. during that time period. That's interesting. People will also take their water home from the same ceremony and they will take three sips before drinking anything else I'm assuming the three is in, either in reference to the Trinity or to the three wise men uh, themselves so hmm. yeah
0: or to snap crackle and pop
2: <laughs> I don't think it has anything to do with snack, crackle and pop but okay or the three Musketeers, for that
1: matter oh yeah
2: Athos, yeah. Porthos and Aramis yes yeah. good
1: good no one sips for the fourth one what was his name?
2: D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan? Yeah, exactly yeah the, the lead character of that story Eric yeah
1: yeah.
0: yeah, Chris O'Donnell.
2: Chris, 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 Chris O'Donnell, O'Donnell. <laughs> that's right. That's or right. Logan Lerman, if you're talking about the,
1: the, the current one. Hey, hey, none of that. This is a history podcast. Keep your film out of here. Sorry. Sorry. Well, folks, so
2: you've kind of done a little bit of a tour of that part of the world, of Africa, and moved your way up. So I think the next thing we're going to have to do is uh, head east a bit more. Into Asia. Which is, it's fitting, because the wise men saw a star that was shining in the east huh and they're just we're just following all right the, is it
1: the same one the that in in, uh, in anyone in in Star Trek 6 The Undiscovered Country is the same one that Kirk is referencing at the end of that movie no
0: no but this is the second star to the right that goes straight on to morning <laughs> wow but
1: wait that's what he was referencing
0: was it really yeah so what was
1: that that's oh, the that's star a Peter, from Peter Pan, Pan thing yeah
0: Wait, that's never Kirk land. made
1: a Peter Pan reference at the end of that movie. Yes, so this has destroyed Christmas for me and everything we've built. That as... destroyed
0: Christmas for you, yeah,
2: and everything we've built thus far. Every Christmas I is watch, ruined.
1: everything chris <laughs> uh, every Christmas I watch, the Undiscovered Country, and that's just—it's completely. ruined. And
0: now you're me. upset that he was referencing Peter Pan.
1: Yeah, I thought he was. Re- I thought he was talking about Jesus.
0: Hmm. and Eric's faith is shattered. <laughs> Apparently.
1: <laughs>
2: It will not be a very (laughs) merry Christmas in the Brickmont household. (laughs) Uh, Let's get into some feedback, shall we?
0: This week
1: and listen to feedback. I'm (laughs) serious. Why did you you do that version of me for that? Because usually we we play a sound clip of me doing a British accent. I know. This week and listen to feedback. We should have one week where it's you doing your (laughs) your what do we call it? Eliza Doolittle voice. Eliza Doolittle voice. Yeah. This week and listen to feedback. This week
0: and listen to feedback.
1: <laughs> so we have some
2: feedback from Brett, one of our longtime listeners, who was Brett. also a host last year Welcome. on our Yule episode. Uh his subject is Nerds. Hello, fellow nerds. I must say I missed one of my favorite podcast networks while you were on your break. It sucks that both NOF and NOH are going to be bi weekly, but I totally understand. Thank you, sir. Just finished listening to the new NO, uh, the newest NOH, and Sarah is a lovely and perfect addition to NOH good call
0: oh thanks guys it's true
2: and uh, he goes on to tell us about how well we did on the harry potter and lord of the rings episodes
0: on nerds on film
2: on nerds on film he also mentioned though that there's a book series that he thinks we should cover called the dresden files mm. oh yeah you know what you mentioned kind of i think someone else mentioned that earlier on uh it's essentially harry potter for adults
0: yeah it's supposed to be pretty good too
2: So, definitely good feedback. Thank you,
0: sir. And we'll have to make sure that that we mention that on Nerds on Film as well.
2: If you guys want to continue to give us feedback, you may do so by hitting us up on our website at nerdonomy.com. Click on the Talk to Us button to do that. Or you can also hit us up through social media at Twitter, at Nerdonomy, as well as on Facebook and our Instagram. Tell us, uh, what else can you do when you go to nerdonomy.com?
1: Give a donation. Because, let's face it, folks, I'm in desperate need of (laughs) Musidex, And the only way I'm going to get it is if you provide a donation at nerdonomy.com.
0: Give us your money, all that you can. <laughs>
2: to help support this awesome group of people. You can also, another way you can do it is you can support us through our Audible affiliation mm-hmm. by going to audibletrial.com slash and signing up for a free trial to Audible, and we will get a small commission off of that. Um, if you're looking at the computer or looking at the podcast on a desktop website at nerdonomy.com, you can click on the
1: link on the right side of the page, and that will take you to the same process and you know we have listeners from around the world Uh, in light of today's topic if you folks live in Africa and you have a Christmas tradition that you'll be celebrating in the next few weeks feel free to tweet us a picture Uh, go ahead and put it on our Facebook or Instagram. Uh, Send us some feedback specific to your Christmas traditions and the way that you celebrate it in your part of the world.
0: We'd love to hear that. And also, while you're at it, tell your friends all about our podcast. Give us a nice review on iTunes and give us nice big internet hugs. We'd really appreciate it. Just stay away from me. I don't want to get you sick. That's why I said internet hugs. You can't get Eric's germs through the internet.
1: Really? I hear people get viruses on the internet all the time.
0: I'm going to punch you in the face.
1: <laughs> that is totally different. Uh, <laughs>
2: just saying. Uh, folks, it's that time. So until we meet again, stay nerdy and tune into our next episode. Same nerd time, same nerd channel, nerdonomy.com.
0: Bye. That's <laughs>
1: And this episode was brought to you by... Gross.